Hello everyone and welcome back to Nostalgia Bid. I'm your host for this week, uh, Cooper Britton, and I'm here with my co-host, George. Yeah, I was going to say, we're both hosting it, you bastards. Welcome, hello. <laughs> no, it's like, it's, like main, it's like main host and co-host. Like, I see. Main host is like introduction. I see. I see. That's, that's, that's the way I did it. I think you're anyway, going like, to be like, I'm the host and I'm joined today by this dick. I'm the host and I picked up this <laughs> random guy off the street. <laughs> Nowadays, that's it. It's all charity. But it's... It's an exciting episode too, because yeah. we're going to be talking about something very dear to my heart and very dear to your heart <laughs> as well, and very dear to our friendship, to put it that way. Uh, yeah. This is the Star Wars episode, which I think could go literally any direction this week. Yes, it could. Um, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about Star Wars a lot, and we've talked about Star Wars on the internet a lot as well. We yeah. did, obviously, as we I are, mentioned, yeah, literally. my old podcast, Bill Your Beans, God Rest Its Soul. We did three episodes talking about the Star Wars films, all nine of the main mainline ones, and we're going to do exactly the same today, and probably again in the future as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, we'll, this is just going to be something that comes up. We're both big Star Wars fans. Yeah. A lot of our friendship has came around Star Wars, and more recently, yeah. we went to Star Wars Celebration together, and I think we've seen all the newer Star Wars films in cinema together as well. So uh, we saw Last Jedi and Force. No, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, yeah. But we didn't yeah. watch... Oh, actually, I say most of the we didn't. So we actually... No, we actually, <laughs> out of all the Star Wars films that have been released in recent years, we actually haven't seen half of them. But it's the thing, though. Half of them. <laughs> Star Wars films in recent years, there's only been three. Yeah. All <laughs> the rest have been TV shows. Well, I, th- I was thinking, like, Rogue One and Solo as well. Oh, true. I didn't say Solo until Star Wars oh, Celebration. Until, so. until yeah, I, I forced you to watch it. Ooh. Star Wars uh, fan over here. Definitely. Yeah, man, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad form. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's bad form. Uh, to be fair, I say I'm a Star Wars fan. I, I do not have the qualifications to be a Star Wars fan. Yes, you do. Brother, <laughs> you were telling me about lightsaber fighting techniques when, that's, that's, like 10 yeah, years I'm, ago. What do you mean you're not yeah, a Star Wars fan? It's more like I haven't seen Andor. I haven't seen all of Andor. I've not seen all the second season of Bad Batch. Okay. A lot of the ones I start and I haven't finished. But you're going to get there. And that's obviously. kind of why we're doing this episode today, obviously, is yeah. Bad Batch starting this week. Bad, 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 Bad Batch Series 3. Some of us actually watched it when it went live originally and actually enjoyed it when it was coming out. But obviously Cooper's going to have to catch up with that before. I just... I just... I don't... Yeah. It's one of those things I kind of started watching it. I downloaded it to watch on the plane and then never continued watching it's, it. It's... You know what? I all the other ones, things though. All the other ones I've watched. Mando. I always yeah, watch. Yeah. Ahsoka I watched. Sadly. <clears throat> Not Ahsoka. That was Mando. We love Ahsoka in this house. <laughs> You almost a little bit of Freudian slip there, Cooper. You, we, you almost we love, alluded to about that so it wasn't very good. I, I think in in I don't watch as much nowadays, or I'll start watching them and then just never continue them. <laughs> but old me, like sixteen year old me, mm. is what made me qualified for to be a Star Wars fan. So you're, you're you were more of a Star Wars fan, not more of a Star Wars fan than I was. Like again, I think you depends on. I, I think if you, have, if you grade what you've seen of Star Wars as how big of a fan you are, which I don't <laughs> think that's fair. I think it's I just think, how big of a fan you'd say you you are, like as a yeah. person. I'd say we're I quite think both when we big. when we came into it, I think we were almost two different sides of it. Because where you were more original trilogy movies, I was more yeah. like Clone Wars, Rebels sure. kind of like. No, I, well, I grew up with the prequels, as did most of the mm-hmm. people of our generation, mm-hmm. and I but I didn't watch Clone Wars. I just didn't yeah. really like it, and I didn't like the style of it. I just thought it was, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't like the cartoon. I don't you aspect. now, it does though. I do now, which is mad because <laughs> yeah. it's a kids show that I should have yeah. enjoyed it then and not it's now. A kid's but actually show, yes. now it's turned around and I'm like, yeah, this is great. Actually, I watched it all in lockdown. So my experience with Star Wars was more 
I grew up with the prequels. I grew up with the original trilogy. I watched the prequels first, which is Did you? brave from my, my dad, that's, putting that's Phantom Menace strategy. in front of me and, and me loving it. But obviously, as a Things kid... I was a kid, though. I, yeah, as a kid, yeah. you love Phantom Menace. I remember, look, I went to see Phantom Menace in 3D. <clears throat> Sorry. That's um, fine. Yeah. I went to see Phantom Menace in 3D when I was I a kid. that happened. Did, was that good? Yes. You, to be fair, I loved Phantom Menace when I was a kid. Um, it's only when I watch in it 3D, in recent though. years... Yeah, it was cool. And to be fair, the the 3D glasses that you got were the um the pod racing, oh, pod racing goggles. Damn, that's you really good. Somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's <sighs> like yeah, we come from two different sides of Star Wars. Whereas you, mm. when I was a kid, I remember Clone Wars being my and the Lego games as well. Yeah, like, well, um, no, the Lego games for me as well. I think like the the reason the prequels are so like. Um, affirmed in my memory is because of the Lego mm-hmm. games. I think if the Lego games didn't exist, I wouldn't be <coughs> as big of a fan of Star Wars yeah. as I am. I think that definitely alleviates a lot of the the criticism of the prequels. It's like I grew up watching them as a kid. Like I was born two thousand one. I, I I loved the prequels when I was a kid, and I grew up with them. I watched all the DVDs of the original trilogy, which is why I never really got the whole like Luke is uh, Vader's Luke's father thing <laughs> when I watched it originally. Because I was like, yeah, well, we know <laughs> we've already <laughs> seen like three two episodes ago. Come on, man, catch up. Um, but yeah, and then the, the Lego games, as I say, like those are the ones that I have the strongest memory with. The music from the yeah. Lego games is why I love the Star Wars music as it is. I think it does ingrain on you as a, as, a, as a childhood memory. Those games are classics and so memorable and make those parts of the film even more memorable. Like Droid Factory in Attack of the Clones is terrible. It's an awful CGI sequence. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's kind of a bit jokey, just a bit of a mess all, all around. The Droid Factory level in Star Lego Star Wars game was incredible, though. That was fucking great. Yeah. It still is. It's a great mission. Fantastic. A lot of fun. And yeah. I remember that more than I remember the film. The complete saga of the Lego Star Wars games makes Attack of the Clones look good because everybody who remembers Attack of the Clones remembers the Lego. Like, yeah. remembers the, the Lego level where you fight in the Coliseum and the arenas and stuff. The, the, food, the movie's it's not a good movie. Um, but the Lego game just makes it incredible. And I think it's the same with Phantom Menace. Like, the final fight in the Lego games where you fight Darth Maul. It's so cool. Okay, but fan, fair, even in the movie, it's Yeah, I was going to say, Phantom well, Menace, the fair. last half an hour of the Phantom Menace is fire. A lot of people incredible. criticize the Phantom Menace with, with, with a lot of validity behind it. I mean, you, you can't knock a lot of the politics scenes. are very, like, slow for an action adventure movie. But I think, like... It's, it sets up the world building, and I like that. I think for as an adult now, I appreciate it more. But I think that's just, again, as time moves on. I've talked about this with Doctor Who before, where it's a thing where when you're living in the moment, like I can imagine in 1999, if you were a Star Wars fan and you loved the original trilogy and you watched Phantom Menace, I can see why you would have been immensely disappointed, and I can see why a lot of people were. But I think growing up with Phantom Menace and now just it being however many years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago this year... yeah. That's mad anyway. Jesus. Um but like that's it's not that bad, is it? Let's be fair. Like it's it's I, it's you, you remember it I think when it came out it's probably a bigger impact, whereas now it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't slow, remember like, like I don't remember them coming out like I I wasn't really a part of like paying attention or I was so young yeah. that it never really made a massive difference to me. Like the the backlash that they got originally. Sure. I just knew it from kind of my, when I, I first got into Star Wars properly, like lightsaber fighting styles and colors properly, <laughs> um, was Force Awakens because I remember watching Force yeah. Awakens. And I'd seen the prior movies, 
I'd seen Clone Wars, that kind of stuff. And I remember seeing Force Awakens and being like, wow. Like this, the air, I remember it making me want to, it's one of those things that made me want to know. Like I want to know everything. Mm. And that's what made me to go back and I rewatched all of the movies. Clone Wars I've not rewatched in a long, long time. And it's, no. it's on it's, a, it's on a list. It's it's there to, it needs viewing. Season seven I've seen about four times, but. Yes, um, of course. Because it's one of the greatest well, pieces the, of the, media the, ever. The final four episodes of season seven, let's be clear. I mean, I don't hate all of it. The final four episodes are the best. It's there's just no debate. The bad bad story is okay, the... and the spice farming stuff is okay. But like the, I, the I real the, thing to stay as four is the last. I four think episodes. the final four episodes could be the best episode, or some of the best episodes in Clone Wars. Even just the, the best, best Star Wars media, Wars. I think, could yeah, be that's, up there. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's just it, yeah. it, it culminates everything together in a really brilliant way. And like, I wish I'd have watched Clone Wars at the time to really appreciate when that came out and really be part of it. Because I feel like I wasn't. And I didn't watch Clone Wars when that came out, and I think like I did miss out on something there because that's so exciting. Yeah, because I remember when it got announced and being like, "Oh, we're we're like bringing back the lost episodes," and everyone was like, "Oh my god, massive!" I get yeah, watching reactions to that now, and I was not oh, even I, I didn't yeah. even care at the time. I watched it in lockdown, so I watched obviously all the all the films, had my opinions on all the films, but I never really jumped. Out. I'd even started watching The Mandalorian, never watched Clone Wars, never like that, and it was before. Mandalorian. It was the year of Mandalorian series two was going to come out in in the December, um, and it was lockdown. And I was like, the rumors were coming out, and the rumors were like, okay, Ahsoka's going to be in it. Um, and I was like, I actually, I'm going to have to watch these animated shows because fact of the matter is, so, sooner or later, it's going to catch up with me, and I'm I'm not going to know what's going on, and I'd rather know what's going on. And that shouldn't be the case. I don't think it was. I think the general audience would understand, but I'm the kind of person who, as a fan would want to see all that and I'm would want same. to appreciate it. And my God, was it the best decision I made in my life? Yeah, I didn't I didn't sit in front of the TV, gripped to it. I had it on mostly in the background when I was, you know, doing other things, but I was able to follow it and I enjoyed it and I loved it. And then Rebels was pretty good as well. I enjoyed that. And yeah, what a, what a great sort of, what a great time yeah. for that show and just like a great time to sort of get into all of it. I just was so happy when, when that season of Mandalorian came around and it was so cool and all the, Dark Saber references. Just like, I felt like, oh, that's yeah. really validating to have actually checked in on all that. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan's uh, reveal was yeah. uh, honestly one of the greatest. The fact oh, because yeah. it because it, it wasn't obviously like Soka was a known thing. Like yeah, of course. It was definitely working on it as well. It was like it's gonna happen. But Bo-Katan was so left field mm-hmm. that no one expected it no one to be the case. Coming. And it was like, oh my Christ. I just remember but, that yeah. Like the, the Ahsoka episode. Sorry, go on. No, no go on, go. man. No, not after um, you. <laughs> the, the Ahsoka. Uh, what you did with Clone Wars, like watching all of Clone Wars to lead up to Mando season two, I did with the Ahsoka episode. So the week before, or in between. So there's the episode where Bo Katan's like, "Oh, go and see Ahsoka," and then the next week's the Ahsoka episode. And that week, I watched all of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, for the second, well, the I watched most of it for the first time, and then also read the Ahsoka book. In, the, in that walk, it was lockdown. So that's two, all I did it was every two day. weeks, wasn't it? I thought it was because this was the whole thing with oh, Mandalorian I that I didn't like. Is that especially with season two, half the episodes were like brilliant and very fan servicey, but overall pretty enjoyable. Um, and the other half were filler. <laughs> I think those two were back to back. I think I vaguely the remember it, episode I vaguely and... remember it being like they had the Bo-Katan episode because episode one was the one on Tatooine, and then they had episode mm-hmm. two, which was like the spider planet, and then transporting the fish people. They finished wow. transporting the fish people in episode three, and then the whole Bo-Katan thing happened, and the dark mm. saber and what have you. 
and then Ahsoka was name dropped, and then I think the next week was the one where they went back to that planet with um, that right wing Trump supporter who's now been kicked off Star Wars and Carl um, Weathers, who's sadly just passed away. Um, That's true, yeah. Who they did like a sort of one where it was like a cloning factory or something, and then the only one way to find out was the Jedi, which is the, the logs. Ahsoka. So I think the Jedi Marshall, was episode four. The Je- oh yeah, you are. Right. So the, uh, episode Five. three, chapter three was the air race. The Mandalorian braves high seas and yep. meets unexpected allies. Yeah. Chapter twelve was the siege. The Mandalorian rejoins old yep. allies for a new mission. Yeah. And Filler. then chapter five was uh, the Jedi. So I think after because I think after chapter twelve, so episode four, they mm. name dropped that the next episode was going to be called the Jedi. Right. And that's yeah. when I and that's <clears> when I went. Okay, what can I binge watch? That is a circuit that I've not already seen. Right, yeah, Rebels. Sorry, I watched, and... I watched all of Rebels and, and the book as well. Because you hadn't seen Rebels at that point, had you? I, I had, because you, you got me to watch Clone Wars, first, I think. Yeah, I And I was like, I just first... went through Rebels as well, and you were like, oh, I haven't seen Rebels. And I'm like, you should, it's good. I think I watched part of the first season when it first came out, but I just never watched the rest of it. And to be fair, it's incredible. It's such... It's great. I really... I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I mean, see, I watched it in very quick amount of time, so... Yeah, of course. It was same here. Like I raced through it as well. Mm-hmm. Like you sort of have to in a weird way. I think yeah. you need to watch Andor though. I I still oh, can't yeah, believe yeah. that a year on from almost a year on from Star Wars Celebration, you still haven't watched Andor. Do you know what's going to make me watch Andor? Andor season two. Yep. <laughs> oh, you're such a knob. Just watch it. <laughs> it's brilliant TV. Twelve episodes? Is it twelve or ten? It's not eight. It's more than eight. Find out. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's how many episodes is it? Ten. Yeah. Twelve, I was right. Twelve episodes I've of, seen... of incredible Star Wars drama. That you're I've seen the first on. four episodes. I watched the first four episodes then, but I watched them weekly and then just never yeah, continued. To be fair, I do I so get, I, I do so people, much with shows. I do people, so much people, with shows. I'll start watching it. Yeah, people didn't really connect with... I think the thing with Andor is it got better and better and better. You have to just trust the process yeah. and stick with it. It's in three-episode arcs as well. So the first three episodes are kind of the introduction to the show and kind of yeah. the, the, the the base point for the whole series. And that's good, but I can remember re-watching that and being like, eh, it's not as good. And then you've got episode four, five, and six are another arc, which is like a heist, and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely just great. And then you think, oh, that's that's the that's the limit of where it's going to go because that story ends. And then you get maybe there's a yeah. I think episode seven is sort of like in the middle, and then every yeah, and then eight, nine, and ten, best, just incredible, really, really good. Like, don't get me wrong, like the absent some of the best Star Wars media you'll ever see, especially episode ten, episode ten, one way out, incredible. Incredible! It made me laugh because we we went to see the making of Andor at Star Wars Celebration, and I was like, "There, woo, yeah." Woo. And you didn't have a clue, did you? You were sort of Not like, clear. "Yeah." Would, and they know. showed a trailer that basically showed everything from it as well. I was like, "Yeah," but you don't remember yeah. half of that anyway. Nah, no chance. So you you can watch it now. And then episode eleven and twelve again, brilliant. It just steps up and up and up and up and the monologues and the characters, and it's not a cameo fest. And then obviously series two is round the corner, and yeah. you know. Uh, I it's think that'll be incredible. Good thing just leads into Rogue One as well. Yeah, I think that'll be in- incredible. I'm very excited to, to to see more about what happens in that and hear more about it. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's been kept relatively secret, other than some of the filming in Spain. So I'm excited to see where that 
leads and, and how it leads into Rogue One, but it's supposed to be quite close to Rogue One, isn't it? It's supposed to literally it's be supposed like to like days go apart, straight into it, yeah, which is great, and I love yeah. that. Because so I think what they're trying to do is you could watch the finale of, Ro- of Andor, then watch Rogue One, and then go literally straight through to uh, New yeah. Hope all the way through. Yeah, which is great. Which would be amazing. What a marathon so that nice. would be. But I think yeah. like, that's great because you look at Rogue One and you look at where Andor Series 1 ends, and not to spoil it for you, but obviously they're not at, like the Rebellion hasn't been strictly yeah. formed yet. So we've got to see that in the next part. You know, We've got to see Yavin 4 get introduced at some point in Andor. We've got to see... Maybe even something like the Death Star brought up again at some point. Um, and other characters who may be associated with that would be kind of cool as well. But I love the fact that it's not relying on cameos. It's not a series that relies on cameos, unlike other Star Wars shows out there. I think they have confirmed that there's some people from Rogue One who are going to be in it. I could be trying to ask you shite, but... Yeah. I think... I wouldn't be surprised. I think they kind of have to have a few... You have to have... In it. I think it just depends on whatever characters are relevant. Obviously, Mon Mothma's already in it. Yeah, I don't think Jenna needs to be in it because no, sort of no, that no, would be a bit of a pointless cameo yeah. because obviously she hadn't met any of the rebellion before that. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, but, um, what's his name? Saw Guerrero is in Andor, season one. He's in everything. Saw <laughs> Guerrero is in. He somehow worms his way into every Star Wars project. <laughs> I don't mind Saw Guerrero as a character. I'm just sick of seeing him. He's he is. Every, he is in everything. I'll give you that. He's he in every in. single Star Wars. Pro- I played when I played through uh, bloody what's it called Fallen Order when I first played it two years ago and he was in it. I was like, how? I was like, how were you in this? Yeah, but that, I think it's good because he is like a rebel, isn't he? That's the whole thing. It He's makes like sense. Extremist it, rebel. It, it makes sense, but it, to me, it's also like it. Just, to me, I, I I sound like I'm pissed off with it. I'm not. I just it makes me laugh that he's I, like it's it's it catches me off guard. That's why it makes me laugh because it catches me off guard every time. Yeah. Like, when I'm not expecting him, he's there. But the thing is, you need to remember at this point, Rogue One, right, was probably... I think it actually was the second ever appearance of the character. Pre- Rogue was One, it? Rogue One was the adaptation of him into this sort of figure that we see now. Right, Clone Wars, right, was the introduction of Saw Gerrera as, like, yeah. a young lad and looked nothing like, he, looked nothing like Forrest Whitaker. It was only yeah. when he was in Rogue One that they then did him in Rebels to coincide with mm-hmm. it. And then obviously appeared in the games and then yeah. appeared in um, Andor. But Maybe Andor just... is a direct following to, to, to Saw Gerrera, so I can kind of forgive it because he's an important character in Rogue One who coincidentally is, I would say, one of the more underused characters who was sort of introduced and killed off very quickly. I think actually did need a bit more backstory and I'd be interested to see how they incorporate him into Andor's sort of stuff going forward. Maybe I think he's in everything. He's just not. Yeah. Maybe I'm just completely. I tell you who is when in he everything. Was in... Palpatine. Yeah, but that's that's good though. I love, I love him love though. That. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I on. just sometimes do my my little rounds every now and then. I'll go mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I'll just be like, "Yeah, Emperor Palpatine compilation." And those videos keep getting longer <laughs> and longer every year, and I'm here for it. Yeah. I love this Ian McDermott as well. Every he's come scene. back and he's doing it. You know. Every single scene that he's ever been in. I'm just glad it's... that Rise of Skywalker isn't the last thing he did as part of the Star Wars universe. Because as good as that would have been to an extent, I mean, he's great in that film. Don't get me wrong. Like he's, he's. I mean, he, the lines of dialogue in that film, like nothing can stop the return of the Sith. And then, he's like, absolutely incredible it. as the character. He's born to play that character. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but then appearing in Obi Wan Kenobi, that was so good. Oh man, 
That's a great Especially scene. Especially on uh, in Venus Castle as well, in the hologram. Venus Castle hologram. Looked like he did in the original trilogy as well. Not the weird, yeah. like, stung by a wasp makeup approach from episode three. It was very, like, subtle yeah. old man kind of vibes. Um, I have to do less and less makeup on him at these days, don't I? I yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll Apple Palpatine in um, And Bad Batch. I mean, he's in Bad Batch season two. That makes so much sense. Though. You haven't that, seen... When that came out the trailer, that was so good. That's the first three episodes. <laughs> Of season one, bro. Of season one. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I've seen all season. Hang on. Whoa. I thought you said season. Whoa. Oh, whoa. I thought don't, you said you'd whoa. seen first whoa. episodes of season one. Whoa! Don't put don't disrespect on my name, okay? I've seen all <laughs> season one of Bad Batch. It took me a while, but I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen I the got, whole Camino thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because that was what made me go like the ending, the like ending ending Camino. of Bad Batch. Where they go to... So you got stuck on season two of Bad Batch. No, so I That's watched... better. So I got through Bad Batch season one. I got up to when Hera's in it. And then again, just never caught... Like, literally mm. watched it weekly. Never finished it. Yeah, I was the same. Um, I waited. Because I got sick of watching... Waiting a week for 20-minute episodes, which were like... Fair. And then I binge-watched all four episodes in one go to finish it. Yeah. The ending was class. And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, made... Yeah. The theories and stuff that I had about it, and I can't remember what the mountain's called. This was like two yep. years ago now. Yeah, I know. What you um, mean. I can't remember what it's called in Legends. Anyway, um, like, and then all the cloning stuff was happening, and then season two came out, and I watched the first because I think when I started watching it, the first four episodes were out, and I had them downloaded for a plane journey, and I yeah. watched the first three, and then fell asleep, and then just literally never continued it. Oh man, season two's better as well. I think oh, season I two's from, great. Yeah, I've heard, like, it's I've heard everyone says better. Brilliant. I've heard no. the endings and well, I know the ending. Plan ninety nine, like shit, that year. Mm. It's um, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I will get through. There's a I lot promise. in there, and obviously the Pal- It's worth it for the Palpatine scene alone. Mm-hmm. That episode arc is just right out of the Clone Wars, and then <laughs> Ian McDermott showing up as Palpatine for the new yeah. dialogue. Um, master manipulator, and I absolutely love it. I love even the, the clone that- and stuff. Yeah, and he's in season three as well. Yeah, yeah, which is That'd great. Can't wait to see more Palpatine. I think people. I'm hoping they take the right lesson from it and don't overdo it. They just a little, a little bit. That's all we need. A I, little bit. I look forward to see how they end Bad Batch. Um, season three is the final season, isn't it? It needs to end with Rex going to that planet that we see him on in Rebels, really. Yeah, true. And meeting up yeah. with the other two clones that he's sort of lingering with. Yeah. Because by this point, he sort of should be heading over there. This is based obviously right after Episode Three, but I'm kind of like. I don't know. I feel like I, the the rebels from the bad batch, need, the rebels, the clones from the bad batch need to retire or die, basically. Yeah. And something needs to happen that's interesting with Omega. You forget about yeah. Omega that she's supposed to be like Boba Fett's sister, basically. Yeah. She's, she's like a female, female clone of Jango Fett, which yeah. is pretty cool. And they don't haven't really done anything with that, so I'd be interested to see where that goes. But I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm 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 fascinated by it. I love the fact that we're getting Asajj Ventress as well. And the yellow lightsaber. And the yellow lightsaber. Which Cooper's going to hate, of course, because obviously whenever he sees a yellow lightsaber without it being a, a Jedi Temple Guard lightsaber, he kicks up a fuss. I will stay on record right now. Ray's, to me, doesn't make any sense. Sarge Ventress is already canon and already written about it. She actually oh, gets it. yes. I'm right, pretty actually. sure she gets it from... Um, it's either the main temple, the main Jedi Temple, or it's a collapsed one where she finds it. But it's because it's I think this, what, some of the stories they're going to do in it are already done in books. So Dark Disciple is what you're referring to, I think. Yes, that's what it is. Which is apparently, well, people are theorizing that it's going to be brought into live action, which would mean 
her it's, mentor. His Dark Disciple got what's his name on the front? I can't remember his name. Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss, because Quinlan Voss was name dropped in Obi Wan. Name dropped in Obi Wan. Yes. Quinlan Voss being uh, Jedi turned dark side turned back to good. I'm pretty sure. If I remember. Is that correctly. correct? Is he in any other Star Wars media? Buff. Um, uh, oh, he's no, in he the, is in Clone Wars. He's in Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, we're going yes, to see him back. She has a yellow lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So we'll see. Qu- um, I mean, he's been name dropped in Obi Wan. I have a feeling they'll probably do yeah. Quinlan Voss. Maybe the Bad Batch are responsible for setting up the path. That would be cool. That would be very, very, very cool. I mean, it sort of lines up in terms of eras, kind of. It has yeah. to start at some point. I like the idea of that being. I think that's one of the best additions since I was kind of in a while. I didn't like it really in Obi Wan. I loved it in um, Jedi Survivor though. Yeah, it was cool. Those it was games cool having it, um, are the best inclusions into canon, I think, in terms of yeah. like yeah, interconnectivity. It makes so much sense, and I love it. I've not played the second one yet. <laughs> my, my PC wasn't good enough to run it. I can play it now, but I only played the first one. I Bring played the first your Xbox, one. man. I, my, I don't have a new Xbox. I'm actually not old one. No, oh, I've only got an old one. Oh, fair enough. Then. Um, Get a better PC because I only played Fall in Order like two years ago. <laughs> if that, I played it in first year at uni. I loved, yeah, Fallen Order's really good. Survivor, I was genuinely very impressed with. I have, it's the one that I haven't... thing is, that's the thing. Fallen Order, I revisited quite a lot to just sort of play, mm-hmm. even though I'd 100% completed it, basically. Just to sort of mess about and kill Stormtroopers. Survivor, I haven't revisited that much, which is sad. That's fair, yeah. It is sad, though. I would like to yeah. revisit it, and I would like to, to give it a crack again at some point. But I, I finished the story. I just never did all the side quests and stuff, which is weird, because it's a... It, I think a better game. It's so much bigger and better yeah. and, and a much better Star Wars game. And also the, the introductions into canon, I love it. I love the use of planets. I would have liked another familiar planet, but we got Jeddah, which is interesting. Yeah, the Jeddah thing from, was really yeah, a really um, good idea. I don't know what you've seen from it. I presume you've just seen the whole... I've seen I've it. Saw everything day one. Like, there's, come a fight, on. there's a fight between Seer and Vader, mm-hmm. yeah, which is that, yeah. just incredible. Like, good fight, yeah. What a great Star Wars battle. Like, another, like a classic lightsaber fight there. And I thought that was brilliant, a great inclusion. And obviously using stuff like the path and stuff and incorporating these elements into canon, it just makes you feel that element of interconnectivity, which I love about Star Wars. It's the biggest selling point for me. And I don't know whether that's a hot take, but for me, it's not the characters and the explosions and the gunfire and the politics. It's genuinely the interconnectivity of the story. It's probably one of the biggest stories I think ever seen um, in fiction in terms of all the intricate details and storylines and ideas that are... Uh, that they, they co-align yeah there's um contradictions here and there but for the most part it's pretty consistent and that's why i'm excited about stuff like obviously i didn't really like mandalorian series three that's not <gasps> a hot take but like and I'm, i wasn't i wasn't keen on ahsoka much either but we'll not get into that because that's a whole no, conversation that's for a the day. whole that's a but whole I, other episode I look, I, it's, it's not bad i just it could be better. it could have been better it could have been better and i think i hear you I disagree. I, think it's, <laughs> I in, politely in, disagree. As time goes on, maybe I'll enjoy it, but I think these things need to sort of ease back into either better storytelling or more smashy, smashy, blowy, blowy up kind of adventure <laughs> kind of thing because it's sort of sitting in the middle at the moment and it's kind of just a mix between cool stuff but not explored well enough or boring. And I'm kind of like tearing between that with all the newer stuff. So I'm hoping that they'll ease it in. The most exciting parts, really, I mean, obviously I say it when... When I first watched Mandalorian series two, right? Obviously, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Luke Skywalker. <gasps> Amazing, right? The Actually, when I think about it, that daft filler episode where they hint towards, like, the cloning and you hear a little so bit of Snoke's theme and you get a little bit of Kylo Ren's theme, I'm like, 
okay. Like, you know, how, how the, the prequels were kind of shit on until Clone Wars came about and Dave Filoni kind of picked up the pieces and made it feel better, picked up the continuity, really drew a lot of lines through it and kind of had a lot of creative freedom in that. I'm hoping we're going to get that between episode six and episode seven. I, I want to see, like, I'm, I don't really like The Force Awakens that much. That, that's no secret. I don't love that film. I think it's okay. I think it's quite unoriginal, but I, I, I loved it at the time. But the iconography of it, I think the First Order is very derivative of the Empire. It's very much the same thing. It, it, and, and on paper, as films, I can't credit them with having a really great, intricate idea. But I'll be damned if Dave Filoni isn't going to do something about that. Because as soon as like we have this Heir to the Empire film, or this Mandalorian film, Mandalorian and Grogu oh, film, God, yeah. which is going to happen... Like, once you bring into stuff like, again, like Thrawn and all that sort of thing, the return of the Empire, the creation of the First Order, Snoke appearing potentially again, which probably will happen, knowing Andy Serkis' commitment with with Star Wars anyway, coming back to play another character. Mm -hmm. Um, The rise of the First Order. The first time we see those First Order Stormtroopers, the first time we start to see the... We're probably going to go back to that planet as well. I mean, I can't remember. You have to remind me here. Wait, which one are you talking about? Sorry, Star Killer Base, which was previously a Jedi thing, wasn't it? Oh my god, it was Ilum, 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 Ilum. I've got it. I've got it. It's in um, First Order. It's in Fallen Order. <laughs> Fallen Order. Um, That's where he builds the lightsaber. Yes, and uh, I'd love to see something more. See, with that. I love let's that. Delve, like that. Let's delve connection. into that, and that's yeah, it's a great connection. But I think let's explore that as well. Let's do it. Let's bridge the gap. Like I want to be. Able, I know this sounds daft, and I know some things should be left up to the mystery of just your imagination, and some things definitely. But I think Star Wars has that beautiful interconnectivity through it. Where it, the thing that excites me the most is somehow bridging Episode Six to Episode Seven. Now, I don't think I want to see CGI faces of of Leia and Han and Luke. I don't really. However, I do want to see those characters again, and I do want to see some... That might be a hot take. I know some people are like, we don't need them, we just rely on new characters. Cool. But I'm really thinking about, like, do you ever play Star Wars Battlefront 2's campaign? I No word of a lie. This was exactly what I was about to reference. Yeah. Like, you, no word of a lie. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's exactly I, it's, how it's I feel. It's like a few years after, and it sort of follows off episode 6, and it's like, Han and Chewie are doing their own thing. Han's got a beard now. Leia's like liberating Naboo and Luke's off doing his own thing. And it's kind of like, this feels like a direct continuation of, of episode six and, and, and those versions of the characters whilst also setting up for the places we see these characters in by the time The Force Awakens comes around. The one thing I liked about Battlefront 2's campaign was the DLC they did for it. Where, where it's like Starkiller base. Where you, they, you find out how... Um, the oh my god, my fucking the plans brain. for um, Starkiller Base. No, it's not. It's the plans for the Dreadnoughts. It's how to destroy the Dreadnoughts that they get the plans for. Yeah, because it leads into the start of Last Jedi. Oh yes, it no, was the, it's the Last Jedi that, yeah, DLC. That, that yeah, pull, you know the Dreadnoughts, the, the massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. the massive ships, the ones that pull the, like like decimates at the beginning, like Josh yeah. Is, it, is I I is Aiden Versio? Is that her name? Yeah, I, I didn't. Versio, yeah, yeah, that's right. She she infiltrates uh, first order like base essentially and gets the plans like where the weak points are on the dreadnoughts and that's why, um, that's why Poe and everyone at the start of Last Jedi know how to destroy the dreadnoughts. I love this simply because just take a step back for a second, Cooper, and just think about the general audiences that have tuned into our nice little Star Wars episode today. 
That's true, yeah. <laughs> We're talking, We're talking about, about, about a video game campaign from like 2016. About a, a about DLC 2016. A, a, a fictional character blowing up a fictional ship yeah. in the first opening five minutes of a film and how there's an entire backstory to that. And that's yeah. great. I love that because we are both Star Wars fans and we both can waffle about this. And this sort of stuff's going to come up again in the future. Um, but I don't know. I, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I think how it stays in culture so much but for me like star wars excitement comes with that interconnectivity i'm not bothered about seeing like oh, look i'm interested to see where the mandalorian and grogu goes right i am getting a bit tired of these characters though I, I as much as i hate to admit it like they were great at the beginning of the mandalorian but at the minute they just feel they're not doing anything interesting with those characters and i would almost rather see them delve into stuff like the again the rebirth of the empire i love the secret meeting between uh, Moff Gideon and the thing, the other Imperial when they remnants. Name dropped, when they name-dropped Thrawn as well. Oh, that was tasty. That was I so loved that. good. I love that. And then, obviously, we get Thrawn in, in Ahsoka. Yeah. That's a different episode, though. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, but when... Because I feel like Rise of Skywalker came out, and it was like, hmm, okay... I'm like, not a huge fan of it. We, we've talked about this to the nth yep. degree on other things, but we I'm can kind of summarise our thoughts here. It, it has its it, it has its cool points, it has its bad points, it has its encouraged continuity, it has its issues. But when I, the- As a brainless Star Wars film, I can turn my brain off as a fan and enjoy the flashing colours and lights and nostalgia. Absolutely. I can't. <laughs> but i i can i can enjoy that aspect of it but as a star wars fan who likes and also a film fan who just likes good storytelling i can't give it any credit i can't yeah that's yeah i'm sitting here in rage right now honestly the the one thing i hold on a rise of skywalker is we saw it at midnight and that was a good that was a great experience yeah seeing a midnight release that was good but what you're saying the filler episode of mandalorian season two where you you learn about the like the cloning and, and stuff that's what made me kind of go, oh my God, mm. they're actually going to attempt to do all this stuff. Mm. And then with Bad Batch as well, with whatever the mountain's called, I can't for the life of me remember what the name is at the end of season one. You're going to Google this now, aren't you? I'm going to, yeah. Keep, um, keep it's Mount something. Um, and in Legends of Being a Cloning Facility and with the, the Kaminoans and Tantus. stuff like that. That one, Mount Tant. I knew it was Mount T, I couldn't remember. Mount Tantus. Yep. Um, it made me start to go, they're actually going to fix one of the biggest things from rise of skywalker is that palpatine's in it and he's a clone but it's not said in the movie it's said in the fucking extra novel that they release afterwards the oh, breakdown, no, no, no. whatever no. it is the visual dictionary that one the visual dictionary <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to talk about um the visual dictionary also fucking canonizes doth revan and all that shit like that so yeah. it was the, the, the fucking visual dictionary might be the only good thing to come out of rise of skywalker at this rate like oh yeah definitely but, in terms of but canon this, stuff but, but this complete flow like throw away this the, the, the one throwaway line that somehow palpatine has returned they mm. are they are putting I, I guarantee you 10 to 15 years of work into this to fix this one line yeah and i think that's great what happened what happened with the prequels and all the stuff they've done with it whether it's clone wars whether it's tales of the jedi now whether it's the games or whether it's the sort of rebels all this kind of stuff that they built around it i fucking love I fucking love the prequels. and I love Revenge of the Sith. I yeah. love that Order 66. I love seeing where everyone was during Order 66. I yeah. love seeing what happened to characters after Order 66. <laughs> I am. And this is what I, I think it's going to be. I have a hot take about that, though. Oh, no. I am a bit sick of seeing Order 66 now. I, think I it, love it. No, don't be wrong. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. But, like, 
I'm really starting to get to a point where I'm like, okay, it loses its dramatic weight when you're using it consistently as sort of a cheap story point where you can just go, oh my god, look at this Jedi who's now being shot at by clone troopers. Yes, obviously it was a big galaxy-wide thing, I know that, but it just gets a little bit boring when we keep using it as a cheap story point. I don't mind it, but then again, we see it all the time. In the last few live-action Star Wars projects we've had, we've seen it. My biggest issue with Order 66 now is we're getting to a point where it's getting the amount of Jedi that su- survived is getting yes. questionably questionably large. It, it lessens like, the impact of that film when you realise yeah. that how many Jedi survived it. But the thing is, it's about the years after, isn't it? That the Jedi hunters you have the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. We need. It's not about surviving that. It's about surviving to the point of New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you know, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's where you need Jedi to stop existing past. You know. Yeah, I would love to see like Kyle Kest. Kest- Kestis, is that it in live Ke- action? Kestis, Ke- yeah, it is. You've made me um, question it now. But I, 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 I want to see him in live action. But do yeah, I think it, do I think it should be before or after the original trilogy? I think it should be before. I think it should have something based in that. I don't want to see him in the Mandalorian universe. We probably fucking will. It will be, yeah. I know, but I don't want to see that. I want him to be dead by this point. Honestly, I think it lessens the impact. Like he is way too powerful in the video games, really. Isn't he in a different galaxy at the end of Fawn Survivor? He is. This, so they've basically just done what a circuit. When he just realised that. It's like, wait, hang on. Oh, hang on. A circuit's not original. Nice. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, man. Well, I'm That's gonna, crazy. I'm going to pull up this spreadsheet. We're pulling this a circuit episode higher because there's no way we're going to get through I actually had like a, yeah, six yeah. episodes. I've, I've had like a few Star Wars related podcast episode ideas off the back of this one, just talking shite. Ahsoka's um, not, Ahsoka can stay a little bit distant. We don't want to make this a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... We'll just record it sooner. <laughs> yeah, we'll just record it sooner. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think it's, I, I, I would like to see, and I think it's, I think it's inevitable, and I think it's a ticking time bomb until we see Carl Kestis in live action. That's true. That's um, true. And especially with, Cam- with being Cameron Monaghan, I think it's oh, he's uh, great. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. No, no matter what we we'll do. It looks exactly like him. I'd love to see it. I just to be, just, to be completely know. honest, I'd be more excited. I I, I actually want to see BB Eight, not fucking BB Eight. Oh my god, BD One, not BB Eight, BD One. Oh god, I almost Mates, I almost I'm just hung up the call there. BD One uh, <laughs> in in live action. I think it'd be very cute. To yes. do like a good bit of Billy one, but I think it'd be cool. I'd do, the the thing that would be interesting about Cal Kestis is yeah. what king lightsaber form they big for him to have in canon. Yeah, because it's like well, it's whatever's on the cover in it. It's like the lightsaber's going to be the Cal yeah. Kestis it's the single, isn't it? It's yeah. the single's the canon. What he uses if it's if you actually have to take one canon story, it's the one lightsaber. Yeah, you could always just write or, a, write a reason for it, like he had to use someone else's lightsaber or something, or he had to just like temporarily just so you've got the iconography of having in there but you're right that's always the same with video game characters i'll be interested well, yeah, to see and, what uh, happens uh, with the new one as well there's a new star wars game coming out soon oh god yeah out, out, outlaws outlanders outlaws outlaws, outlaws. which looks good yeah. it's your world right. so it should be quite good yeah but yeah. like rogues and um mm. syndicates and stuff like that i think that'd be pretty good that'd most anticipated cool. game i think it was i'm like, glad to have another star wars game that's not a jedi focused one i quite like it not being because it's harder to do harder to get right mm-hmm. i think yeah where it can be a smuggler, you could just be really good at shooting a gun and you're not yeah. overpowered, really. But as soon as you're a Jedi and you're able to do some of the things you can do awesome. in Jedi Survivor, it's like, oh my yeah. god, okay, yeah, that's yeah. not... But... He's, uh, yeah, Calcasus is very strong now. 
It's like, very, very, very strong. That was the other thing as well. Like the, I think a lot of with you saying like a lot of the stories are crossing over now. Mm. I think um, all the Night Sister stuff in Fallen Order is not a coincidence, and Fallen Survivor is not a coincidence. Especially yeah. after how Ahsoka ends with. Um, yeah, I was excited about that. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, if we get to see that in live action, and please. I said it for a while. I said for a while. I, I have. I had a feeling that. Ahsoka or one of the upcoming shows was going to essentially revive the Night Sisters, and I have a I don't know how they're going to play a massive part, but I have a feeling the Night Sisters are going to play a huge part in something to do with the First Order or something to do with what, the is revival it like of an Army of the Undead or something. I forgot the vibe they were sort of going for with with going well, to Dathomir zombies. again. But they are they going to revive? I think in... they're just going to revive loads of fucking Dathomirian men and make it just like look, they look like Darth Maul, and that's close enough. I don't I don't know because. I, I hope just, that's not I, what they do, but I kind of feel like that might be what they yeah, do. Yeah, I just for me having Miriam, Miriam, Miriam in Fallen, Fallen Order and Fallen Survivor mm. was not a coincidence. Like, no, it's cool having a night sister, and it's cool seeing the I, I don't Death think it's magic and the night sister magic coincidence. I think if you think about when that game came out around the yeah. time that game was in development before like Mando had dropped and everything, I don't think yeah. they planned that far ahead. And I genuinely think that actually that's just I give credit to the writing team on those games for being so in touch with Star Wars canon to make a game. Yeah. What brings in a night sister and has like Dathomir is a visitable planet. I think there's a lot of elements in that and those games which are brilliant, like the Inquisitors and stuff. And for people like me who hadn't watched Rebels or Clone Wars at the time, there was a lot of stuff that was very new to me. And I almost was I had like a reverse effect that I played that game. I got so used to the characters in that universe being in Star Wars that when I went to watch Clone Wars and I saw Dathomir and I saw the night sisters. And then I saw the Inquisitors, and I was like, "Oh my god, I know what these are. I get this now. This makes sense, and this is really cool, and it's it's more satisfying." And I love that in the same way that I played Battlefront too, and like you hear um, D. Bradley Baker calling the droids clankers and stuff, and you don't, you get you get that sort of feeling of like, "Oh my god, this is Clone Wars, the video game," and I never realized. It's also the fact that like when you play Fallen Order after watching um, after watching Clone Wars and learning about what happened to the Night Sisters and stuff like that, it's referenced very heavily in a lot of the mm. lore stuff you can find on the planet. And I think the Night Sisters being this thing where General Grievous just goes in and massacres all of them, they're such a throwaway race. Like, it's such a shame. Like, they're so cool. It's such a great concept that I'm I'm very happy that we now have Night Sisters again, mm. like, from this different universe or whatever it is, Galaxy Now. Um, I'm quite happy that they've done it and brought it back and... Um, yeah, um, it's I'm, just... I'm interested, but yeah, I think I, I'm interested in that I'm interested to like the Mortis gods and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm keen yes. to see how they explore stuff True. going forward. Um, one thing I wanted to throw you away, Cooper. All right, and this is putting you on the spot here. And they, they're very much putting you on the spot. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit to find it, but um, I think as a sort of first Star Wars podcast episode that we're doing on here, I think it would be good if we both went through our ranking of worst to best Star Wars films. Okay. Um, From 12th to 1st. Oh, wait. Hang on. Are you doing all of the... Wait. I'm thinking... Well, we could do the main line if you want. What What are the movies? Rogue One, Han Solo... Clone Wars movie. The original one. Clone Wars movie, yeah. The only Clone Wars movie. Is that two Clone Wars movies? Nah, just the one that... It's just the one with the really shitty animations. Yeah, because it's the like pilot okay. of the show, isn't it? Yeah, the one where they give a like twelve-year-old Ahsoka an upskirt shot in like the yeah. beginning of the film, which is just insane. No. Wait, am I thinking of that one? 
I can't remember. Just okay, maybe maybe let's not. Maybe do the main do, nine then if you want. Yeah, do do main nine. Do main nine because I can okay. definitely do main nine. So in like in ninth place, what would be your like worst Star Wars film? Do you think Attack of the Clones? I'm in, in agreement. Attack of the Clones is in my ninth yeah. as well. It's not a great film. It's good to an extent, mm-hmm. but it's not great. Objectively, as a film, it's quite bad. I think with improved CGI, it would be great, though. I think if Disney put money into that, it would be great, but I don't think they will. And I'd love them to. I'd love a remaster of those, and like a special edition, almost, of the prequels to upgrade the CGI to a modern-day standard, because it would look great. It would look excellent. You just take the green screen elements, upscale them, give us some new effects. It would look great. Really, really good. Clone Wars and Bad Batch look better quality than Episode 2 looks now. In eighth place... I'm just currently typing some of them out because I'm going to end up forgetting what I've said and what I haven't okay, said. Okay, okay, My eighth place I put is Rise of Skywalker. Oh, same. We're, good. We're two oh, for two so go. far, yeah. Rise of Skywalker is my, my, my eighth as well. I know a lot of people like Rise of Skywalker and I can understand to an extent. I think it just, for me, is a, a disappointing end to the whole saga. And I kind of yeah. wish, like, I think you hear so much about Judah the Fates, like what could have been. Um, I would have absolutely loved to see that. And I think that's something I would just have abs- just adored. Um, and yeah. I feel like we've missed out by having something that felt more filler and more just bringing Palpatine back for nostalgia's sake and just kind of a weird ending to something that d- just didn't feel right for the trilogy. And, you know, it's okay, but it's a shame. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any other points? I mean, we've kind of talked about Rise of Skywalker anyway. We'll be here for another fucking podcast <laughs> episode if I start. So it's just, you know what? I, like, for the, the sequels in general, I love the characters. Ray genuinely... Honestly, one of my favorite characters. I know she's OP as anything. I'd quite enjoy it. Yeah. Ray Skywalker, I don't really have an issue with. No. It's not just a meme, the yellow lightsaber, I don't really have an issue with. It's cool. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was a nice... It's pioneered for us to get different colored lightsabers, so I'll take it. Kylo Ren, I actually really, I really like. Adam Driver, I really like. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Easy. I just don't like the direction of the movie. I'm excited. I think... that, I'm excited now, though, that that is not now the end of the saga, and we're going to be getting a follow-up yeah, the, film because that's the, good to me. The announcement of the Ray when the Ray movie got honestly out of all the announcements at Star Celebration, the, the that... Ray the Ray movie is the one that gets me the most excited. I'm excited to see and what that's going to be. Movie and everything. Yeah, seriously. Because it'd be I... nice to see where where it goes. There's something unique about that, that which is exciting to me. I, I find. Yeah. Um, and then in seventh place, I have Phantom Menace. Oh, man, we're three for three. Are we? Yeah, I don't think that's that hard to guess, though. I think we're going to start disagreeing from this point onwards. This is but where we it, start disagreeing. As it stands, I think, yeah, that, it's quite acceptable to say that those three are probably the worst three Star Wars films. Maybe. Um, Phantom Menace is fine. We've talked about Phantom Menace. The last half an hour is brilliant. The pod racing is brilliant. Some of it is really, really good and really excellent. But most of it is relatively dull and, and the CGI hasn't aged particularly well. But I don't think it's that bad... People make it out to be awful. Attack of the Clones is pretty poor, but Phantom Menace is okay. Like, the Darth Liam Neeson's great. Saved, Darth Maul's cool. Movie. Palpatine's great. The politics and is yet a bit boring, but it sets up the world. I was going to say, it sets up a lot of stuff later on as well, which mm-hmm. I do take into account. Yeah. Cool. And then, what we are we at? So, Number six. Six. Shall I say mine? I don't do you know, know what mine's going to be. Oh, Really? I'm torn. It's not going to be what I say. And I know it what works. Are you I know say? you, because I'm going to say Force Awakens. My Force Awakens is very high up. Yeah, as it would be, you fickle little git. Um, Star Wars Force Awakens, uh, to me, is just very derivative of New Hope. 
I loved it when it came out. I really did. It reignited my love for Star Wars, my excitement about the franchise. I absolutely adore it. I think it's a great film in that respect. And it's exciting. It's a great watch. But every time I rewatch it, I can't help but feel like it's less and less original every time. I feel like... I just feel like it's it fills me with disappointment because it didn't go anywhere. You know, a lot of the stuff about Finn being a Jedi, a lot of the story arcs that were set up in this film didn't really go anywhere. Um... And I think it falls apart because of it. I love the characters, I love the introductions. I think there's a lot of positives about this. And I think, given a rewatch now, I might be a little bit more generous towards it, probably a bit less cynical. But I think, for me, it's it's one of those ones. And you've, yeah, I mean, say why you like it. But I mean, well, I actually know, talk about uh, whatever your yeah. film is. What's your slot? We'll get to I'm Force Awakens when you Empire like it. I'm playing Empire at number six. Now I know. What? No, no, let me, let me, let, let me. Sorry. Let me. Out of the nine mainline Star Wars yes. films, you're telling me that Empire Strikes Back is sixth place let let me not let even me, in the top half let me cook okay <laughs> i think five, six five and four are very 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 close and I, that's why i'm sitting here having a crisis on how i'm going to put them right empire as a movie i think is the best out of all of them as a star wars movie oh, because it's different give over. I don't. Th- it's not the best Star Wars movie. It's a very good movie, but oh, you made ah, oh, this is so hard. You said it now. You've put I've Empire Strikes Back as sixth place. Yeah, and then I'm for number five. I'm putting New Hope. I'm putting New Hope above. Oh Empire. man, you because I put I put a New Hope of Empire because it's like for me, it's like this. I it's love- not even that for me. It's not even that for me. It's the fact that you put Return of the Jedi above both of them. That's really... Because my number five is Return of the Jedi. <laughs> to be fair, I might have to reconsider this list. You might uh, have to. This, might, this genuinely this might actually To be fair, this is, an old, this is an old list for me as well, to be fair. Um, but I'm, I'm going with it. Return of the Jedi, I think, is a great film to an extent. It's a good Star Wars film. It's a lot of fun. It's action-adventure. But it's not as good as the other two, in my opinion. I think A New Hope is... We'll, we'll get to A New Hope or Star Wars... When I yeah. get to it in my list, um, and I'll give my opinions on it. But for the meantime, Return of the Jedi is fine. Not as good as the other original trilogy films. It works as a story. It's entertaining. It's a good end to the story arc that was set up in the beginning and throughout. I think it works, and it's it's solid, but it's not as good as the other two. I think that's quite commonly... It's not really a hot take, I don't think. Mm-hmm. What's your number four? Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. This is this is where my list changes because Return of the Jedi has been number three for a very, very, very long time. Wow. And you know that. I very much what, like go Return on, of the Jedi. What's your thoughts on Return of the Jedi then? Opening scene is iconic. Mm-hmm. In Jabba's Palace, mm-hmm. iconic. Love Luke, it. black and green, goated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Goated. Yeah, I agree. Pal- I agree. Palpatine. Yes, can't Clear. go wrong with Palpatine. Yeah, can't absolutely. Go wrong. absolutely. Ending, incredible. And to be fair, it's very nostalgic. Lego games play a very big part in this. Yeah. The Lego game yeah. Mission Sprawl is very sick, I can't lie. <laughs> what have you got for number four? I don't know if you're going to agree with this to some extent. I think I just couldn't put this any higher, but at the minute, I mean, this is my list from a few years ago, bear in mind. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stand by some of it, maybe not all of it, but as it stands, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. That's not that bad. Fourth place for Revenge of the Sith. Okay. <laughs> In the opposite of the Empire Strikes Back, our top threes. The Empire, the Empire Strikes Back, like as 
you saying is a great film, not a great Star Wars film. Horrendously disagree with you on that one. Um, but I think no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. It's a of if you take every Star Wars movie as a a standalone movie, you take nothing yeah. Star Wars into account. Yeah, it's the Empire best. is the best. Yeah, Empire is still a very good Star Wars movie. I just think there's better Star Wars movies. Or there's Star Wars you movies. You think I there's prefer. five better Star Wars mainline Star Wars movies? movies. I, I'm going to say Star Wars movies. I prefer. <laughs> Gonna yeah, change. Okay, that's good. That's clever. Because it sort of resolves you from... Yeah. Episode 3 is not a good film. But it's an excellent Star Wars film. It's a go-to, rewatchable Star Wars film that is so fun and is an absolute joyride. We've watched it many times, the two of us. I do love it. It is incredible. And I do rate rewatchability very highly when it comes to films. I think this is a very rewatchable film. I think it's very much a comfort film. It's nostalgic and it's brilliant in that sense as a Star Wars film. But objectively, Cooper, it is not a good film. I'm rating these as Star Wars movies, not movies. I know, and me too. This, this but I list have to would be, be com- this list would be completely different if I but took. Be fair, I can't. I I used to have that as I used to have episode three as number three. It's not anymore. I have a fee- I mean, I don't actually. Hang on. Our three might be the same. No, they're not. No, because two of my top three has already been mentioned by you, but I'm trying to work out how the other one has, because I've forgotten. I don't think we have. The other one hasn't. I am surprised. This is why you should should be surprised. I am surprised, because I thought you hated that film, but we'll get to it. What's your number three? My number three is The Last Jedi. So is mine. What? Since when? You fucking hated Last Jedi. You said it was like the not the weakest, but you said you preferred Force Awakens. Oh, you do. Force Awakens hasn't been mentioned yet. You dick. Oh, you sad fucker. So Force Awakens is not your top three for a long time. I had big issues with Last Jedi. I had I had big big issues. But when well, we did the not podcast, today, ep- not today. <laughs> when we did the podcast episode of uh, a podcast a long time ago now and spoke about it, I was kind of like. Hmm. Maybe I've been too harsh on this movie. And <coughs> sorry. In the last year, I've rewatched this movie. Oh. And I very much enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's a, cause it's and a good I did film. when I first came out. And it's yeah. cinematically beautiful. Oh yeah. Which just I I know very this is after me saying Empire Empire's movie, this is a it's a Star Wars movie. It's incredible. It's, oh, it's, it's your other sins amazing. For gassing up the Last Jedi it's, because it's it is amazing. A great film, and just because a few neckbeards online think it didn't do Luke Skywalker how they wanted to do it, I, I genuinely think Last Jedi is a brilliant film, and I think the long, I think the biggest fault of the trilogy, <laughs> sequel trilogy is that they responded to the negative reaction of the last jedi and made rise of skywalker i think if they continued going on that route it would have been a much better trilogy and i think people would appreciate it in years to come people have such a fixation with characters like luke skywalker and have such a fixated idea of what he should be i think this film spits in the face of that and i think that's why it's brilliant it doesn't just bring luke skywalker back and have a big lightsaber fight and bring down x-wings and a star destroyer with the force it makes him um a hermit you know, is someone with real tangible emotions. Now, you might think that's not in line with a character, but when you last saw the character, he was 19, 20, and there have been 20 years between then and now in terms of this universe, right? I am 22 <laughs> now, right? Am I the same person I was when I was fucking born? No. Life hits. <laughs> 
True. <laughs> and it does for him as well, because he's a fucking icon in that world as well. And I think that's an important part of it. I think it tells a very tragic, real version of, of what Luke's story would have been. And a lot of pe- fanboys and netbeards and people will complain. And, I, you know, there are some valid complaints out there. I don't think all of this film is brilliant. I don't think the Finn and Rose stuff is that interesting. And I don't think the conclusion could have been slightly better. But I love... A lot of it. The, the standoff between Luke and Kylo Ren is excellent. That whole thing with the Force projection, I think, is brilliant. The death is brilliant. I think it's all very important and right. It hands over to a new generation. It's not about killing off all your favourite characters. It's what what is dramatically right for these films, and I think this was a perfect interpretation of that. I really enjoyed the Candle Bite stuff when I rewatched it, but just to add to that, The mm. Rise of Skywalker is a Star Wars movie if you allowed Reddit to make a Star Wars movie. That's my bread and butter opinion of it. Mm. I realised upon us talking about it and reflections and rewatching stuff that all my issues with right with the last jedi mm. were actually with the rise of skywalker yeah. because my originally i didn't like all the throwaway stuff mm-hmm. but i think if the rise of skywalker had followed through with it yes. it makes it would have been seen as a hell of a lot better it's a very it's a big leap from what the force mm. waiting's established it's a brave choice i'll give it that but the my issue with it is is that the Rise of Skywalker doesn't follow through with it, and that yeah. shouldn't affect that film. I agree. I think it's one of those things where, yeah, uh, you, you, you're spot on. It's the follow through. I think people, they, Disney acted too hard, like promptly yeah. and, and had a knee jerk reaction, and they shouldn't have. The negative reception to the Last Jedi, I don't think, was that valid. The people are how I get quite torn up about it, and quite what they what their fam- what their favorite characters should be and what they shouldn't be. Um, and I think it's the fact of the matter is it's a filmmaker telling a story. The writer, the director, they have a, a choice on how they take the story, and it is signed off. Luke being a hermit and being sort of depressed and a loner and isolated, like Yoda was, was a choice that was in George Lucas's original treatment for a sequel trilogy. You can't complain that that's a, like a, a direction that wasn't thought about. It was also something that was established by J.J. Abrams as well, and it was something followed up on by Ryan Johnson. If they'd planned this trilogy better, maybe there would have been a better reason for it, and there would have been sort of thing, but I love the fact that they did that. I just hate the fact that they try and retcon it in Rise of Skywalker, and that's why I hate that film so much. Luke turning around as the Force Ghost in Rise of Skywalker in like what looks like a bad wig, and going, oh, I ran because I was scared. It's like, no, that was literally the whole fucking point of Last Jedi. It wasn't about being scared, it was about this expectation about living up to that, it was so much more nuanced than that from a character perspective. He feel like he failed his friends and, and, and didn't turn his back on them, but didn't feel like getting involved would be the best case scenario for any of them. And I, I just, there's a lot of detail into that film that we could rant about for hours and I'm not going to keep going. But yes. What's your number two, Cooper? Force Wagons. I, uh, no. Tell me why. Force Awakens is what got me to this position today. <sighs> Force Awakens is really the main reason why I'm such a okay, Star Wars fan yeah, now. That's valid. Big given. Ray, I really like as a character. Yeah. You can say it's a carbon copy of A New Hope. I don't think it's I a carbon copy. I mean, it's just very I, derivative. I don't care. I, I love it as a movie. That's fine. Actually, that's fine. I, I don't. Generally, every time I look at the movie and I know how similar it is to New Hope, it never ruins it for me. No. Which is weird. But I love Ray. I love. The final fight on Ilum on the Starkiller base is fucking mm. incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. The whole direction, I love the comedy aspect to it. I love Finn. Mm-hmm. The, like, generally, the, and like Han Solo being in it, like their introduction with Chewie and stuff like that is beautiful. It's yeah, amazing. Great. And it's what, essentially, yeah, like I said, most of it is because of where I am today. And mm-hmm. I just very like the direction that it took and it felt like a nice, felt like a nice refresh and a nice new beginning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which kind of was for me. So, That's what's fair. your number two? Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it's one of the best. And I do not judge you for putting it number two. I fully understand why it's a number two. I don't think it's. 
look, it's it's this is very much where like it's personal opinion, and it's it's for Star Wars for me. It's I, I'll I'll talk more about this in New Hope. Empire Strikes Back is a great film, great Star Wars film. Um, it should be number one if it wasn't for my other number one place, which I think is slightly better in terms of not maybe story, maybe not as a film, maybe not as a Star Wars film, but it's something that I just find more enjoyable and is so much more magical. And I'll explain that in a minute. But Empire Strikes Back is is at number two for me. It's a great film. That's by no means an insult to it not being number one. Nowhere near the insult that Cooper did it by putting it number six. Um, so I think it's yeah, I think it's valid there. Six, five, and four need to be changed around. I'm going to come back in a few episodes time when we talk about Star Wars, and I'm going to come up with an actual list. Okay. Because okay. this was very you. You've, I would like to point out he's thrown that he's jumped this on I me. Have, okay, did, this was on the fly. Fair, I did. One, two, and three. I'm having a crisis about about three onwards. So. This is. The, the, I'll be back in a few episodes. That's fine. To, What's your number one though? Right, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Easy. Right. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith is. I absolutely adore that movie. I could watch that movie every day for a year, and I would not be sick of it. That's All true. the characters in it, acting incredible, script I think is incredible, music incredible, mm. lightsaber fights, king incredible. Order sixty six, as I said earlier, it's one of my favorite time periods of Star Wars. Mm. I love the way it's done. S tier. Yep. Number one, it chances are will never change. For me, New Hope. Uh, so, yeah, go on. Yeah, oh, go on. Sorry, no, if you had something else to say about um, this. And Rend of the Sith keeps getting higher and higher purely because of every single thing they keep adding to it. <laughs> All the different stuff that happens yeah, during true. it. That's and fair. when, I give when it we watch the when we like the super cuts and stuff you can watch. Just make so, it even Yeah, better. me and Cooper around Star Celebration, we watched this four hour cut which intertwined uh, Revenge of the Sith in with the end of Clone Wars. I have never I've never been emotional watching Revenge of the Sith, but watching that super cut, I genuinely felt like actually sad, like tearing up at points, mm. being like, oh my God, because you, you fully put it in perspective. Yeah. It's excellent. Really, really there good. Go. Um, my number one's New Hope or Star Wars. I think there's something, and it simply comes, I can really summarize this quickly, which is a good idea given how long we've been recording. But um, mm-hmm. for me, it's not about it being an amazing Star Wars film. It's not about it being an amazing film. It's the fact that it's the first and it stands yeah. on its own two feet. I love the fact that I can watch this, and it's got this sort of isolated feel about it watching it now. When you see Tatooine, and you know this is the first time in cinema we've ever seen Tatooine, and I think that's incredible. I love that, and I love seeing all of these things and sort of imagining that this is the first time I'm ever seeing it, and I think, you know, it's, it's the only Star Wars film that works as itself by itself without any other film. I genuinely think like you could watch because it's the first. You don't need any prior context and you hear these things, these name drops of the Spice Mines of Kessel. You hear the Clone Wars, you know, Jedi starfighters and pilots and you know, the ages the Jedi Knights and the Order of the Jedi Knights. All these myths and religions that like long gone to this old hermit in the sand. I think it's a, a, a magical film. I genuinely think it's one of the most magical films it is a very bog standard story structure the hero's journey very well known in 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 like writing and in terms of films terms of books it's very play by numbers of of a hero's journey but it is i think brilliant because of that sort of magical wonder around it i think it's genuinely there's just something about it for me and i think that's it it's because it it's so separate to everything else it was made before anything else was in mind it was going to be one film that was always the intention of it and it is so in itself perfect but you watch it now it's sort of like the only star wars film that feels quiet and isolated and magical 
but also you can appreciate the connections that have been made over it. I love, again, like, stuff like the Spice Mines of Kessel getting mentioned, which don't appear yeah. until, like, Clone Wars random episode just, number whatever, or solo Star Wars story. It's, like, it's great. Like, all just, these things have been pulled away from it, but at the core, it's a brilliant, magical little f- low-budget film. It just has, like, a charm about it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the 1977, like, it's... It's very like the music, binary sunset. Yeah, Luke standing honestly, on there looking at the sun. Yeah. like that is just yeah. to me what Star Wars is all about. You know, you got all of it, and I love yeah. all of it. Don't get me wrong, but that to me, there's something so magical about sitting in the dark at midnight and watching New Hope. No one else around, just the music and the sounds and the visuals just wash over you, and you experience this film as if you're watching it for the first time. There is no feeling like it as a Star Wars fan, in my opinion. What I would. To what I would do to go back and watch all of them for the first Honestly, time again. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we've uh, kind of covered Star Wars a little bit there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back in a few episodes' time when we do like talk about Star Wars again, and I'm going to bring an actual list. Yeah, of, I'm going to have. I'm going to actually have to sit and think about this because the middle is where six, five, four, and three could easily change. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Is it time, Cooper? It is time. It, it is, is time, time for. Just news. Just news. <laughs> Just news. Um, it is my turn this week to find the news story. I'm excited. I found a, I found a corker. I've oh, had to do this for myself. I'm very excited. Tuesday, the 21st, 2016. Or 21st of June, 2016, I should say. George? Go on. Do you know what tragic event happened in 2016? I think it was 2016. Hang on, hang on. Oh, it's not... Um... The big man himself, Harambe, is it? Oh my god, that's such a good guess. Yeah, it is. Is it? A- <laughs> yeah. I'm so dangerously ingrained in internet culture, I need to touch grass. May 28th, 2016. Yeah. So I found a, I found a, 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 an article relating to it. Oh my god, really? If it's- After the tragic death of Harambe at <gasps> Cincinnati Zoo, it's easy to forget about the story of the escape artist, Ken Allen. They shoot you in the wild, <laughs> they shoot you in the zoo... It's hard being an ape in 2016, but, says Joe Vicks, it wasn't always so tough. What? Sorry, Last what's, month, what's going on here, Cooper? What are you talking about? <laughs> let me let me continue the article and you'll find out. <laughs> Last month, headlines mourned the death of Harambe. The gorilla at Cincinnati Zoo shot to death when he started mm. dragging around a three-year-old boy who had fallen into his enclosure. Right, yeah. Rest Contrast peace, that to the 13th of June, 1985. When a 250-pound orangutan named Ken Allen climbed up his retaining wall at San Diego Zoo and escaped his pen. <laughs> hang, on, oh, down. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> just, pause, just pause, just pause there. Um, sorry, the, the orangutan, 250-pound orangutan named... Ken Allen. Ken Allen. Yep. <laughs> climbed out and escaped his pen. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. He walked down a public path towards crowds of tourists, stopping to look at the other animals as he was a, as if he was a visitor, before being led back to his cage. It would not be the last time he escaped, oh, but God. instead of a PR but instead of a PR disaster, for a brief time in San Diego, Ken Allen became a folk hero. Oh my God. After the first escape, zoo officials ramped up the security in his pen. An open area with a jungle gym made uh, of utility poles and a large moat at the back. Oh God! Behind oh, the moat, hang on. Behind the moat was a massive wall <laughs> which they extended four feet, but it wasn't enough to contain Ken Allen. Oh God! No. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to point out, as as a, as a Geordie, there's only one moat that I know of, and I don't think <laughs> I can't hear that word. You see, without getting a click in my head. 
a few weeks later in July, he managed to climb the wall again. This time he was a bit more irritable. Zookeepers found him in front of another ape enclosure, tossing rocks at Otis, a fellow orangutan and a former <laughs> penmate who, according to the Los Angeles Times, was not known to be a amiable. We can't speak English. <laughs> the escapes continued. That August, Ken Allen found a crowbar in his pen <laughs> that worked as it left behind. Still not over Ken Allen. He tossed it to another orangutan, Vicky, who used it to pry open a window <laughs> and let Ken out. After that incident, he was moved temporarily to an indoor pen with a black and white television with one working channel, according to the Times, while Zuki was increased the security of his original pen. Why has this probably... not been a feature-length <laughs> film yet? Why is, why is the adaptation it's so of good, this? Isn't it? This is incredible. What? They probably should have seen the knack for escaping earlier. Born in captivity, Ken Allen got his name from the two keepers, Ken Willingham and Ben Allen, oh. who rescued him from an also captive mother after she attempted to smother him. Oh my God. As an adolescent, he would regularly unscrew the bolt of his cage and explore the nursery at night, returning in the morning and putting it back together before his keepers arrived. What? This this uh, article keeps going on with a load of different attempts, but the Fucking main thing was there is so the start much. of it. Yeah. Um... A number of escapes. What is... What is... Hang on. Sorry. There's a, there's a point. I don't know if you've spotted this. There's a Where's song. Where's this? <laughs> Wait, Ken <laughs> Allen. <laughs> the lyrics to Dennis <laughs> Gersten's The Ballad of Ken Allen. Ken Allen is one hunk <laughs> of a man. Hang on, he hang never... on. Cooper, we, we have to. We I know we can't play it on the podcast, but I feel like we have to find this song and listen to it. Is it the on Spotify? Of Ken Allen. The Ballad of Ken Allen. It, it, it keeps going. The Ballad of I Ken Allen. I found it on YouTube. I'm just getting the Ballad of John and Yoko. Can you send me the YouTube link? Oh my god! Let me send, send it to me. We listen to it at the same time. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> send it over. Um. So if you're if you're wanna what if you wanna listen along with us live, we'll tell you when to 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 go. Start at zero on a YouTube link by Vintage San Diego on Facebook. Um, Give it a like, obviously. Yeah, of course. The Ballad of Ken Allen and California Condor. I'm not going to play it. I don't think we, should, we obviously can't play it on the um, yeah. on the thing. But if you find that video, um, you can watch along live with us. I'll count down from three now and we can go uh, three, two, one, play. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's got a beat to it. Jesus. It kind of goes hard. You know what else goes hard? The album cover. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Ken Allen's looking very beautiful in that photo. He's... he's... <laughs> Come on! <laughs> this is my new karaoke song. Should we get the lyrics up? <laughs> God, like those sense for monkeying around. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Ken Allen, bad ba- Ken Allen, bad Ken Allen, S- smarter than a hundred humans, humans at San Diego Zoo. We should Zoo. stop singing because we're not going to be in sync. <laughs> <laughs> Is ever coming true? <laughs> we're right. We can stop Amazing. it there. That's incredible. <clears throat> Ten best. Well, I mean, we we want, we haven't come up with like a ranking system for the stories um, yet for just news, um, but 
that's whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll work out the ranking for the next episode, I'm sure. But for now, that's... Uh, Ken Allen. That... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ken Allen is our ranking. <laughs> Maybe Ken Allen is our ranking. God rest his soul. We're going to put that in Ken Allen. Ken Allen category. This is his own category. This is just the top. Hang on. How did Ken Allen die then? Let's find out. Uh, this episode has just gone in absolute mental direction in the winter of 2000 he began acting erratically and was diagnosed with b-cell lymphoma the orangang news published a special two-page tribute edition what? and held a candlelit vigil for him retired postal employees oh. uh, with little hope of survival ken allen was youth <laughs> with little hope of survival ken allen was euthanized and cremated on the 1st of December no. 2000 at the age of 29. Or was he? Perhaps Ken Allen faked his death in the elaborate oh, final escape and is laying low in the border of Mexico. And maybe one day he'll return. Wow. They euthanized him. 29. I know. December of 2000. Ken Allen died like three months before I was born. I don't think that's a coincidence. Have you ever seen me and Ken Allen in the same room before? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> It's a good point. Maybe you are hang on, hang on. Can we just point out the, the funniest bit here? Retired postal employee and Orange Gang member Marlene McClay told Los no, Angeles Orang Times... Gang. That makes sense. Orang Gang <laughs> member Marlene McKay told the Los Angeles Times he'd have done the same for us. Would he? <laughs> I reckon he would have. All right. Well, whatever we decide on our ranking for next time, this is going to go in the top category, which I'm personally proposing to be called Ken Allen. Ken Allen. <laughs> I'm happy with that. The Ken Allen ranking. Oh, well. There we go, then. That's Ken Allen. Is there an outro outro coming? (laughs) Rip Ken Allen. That's all I've got to say. But no, thank you, everyone, for watching this episode of Nostalgia Bait. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. uh, And make sure you follow us on Spotify or wherever you are listening to your podcasts. Five five stars. Five Five stars. stars. Give us a nice little review. Good stars. Do you know what? Leave five stars in respect for Ken Allen, okay? In respect for Ken Allen. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. Let's just get some some tweets going. Hashtag rip Ken Allen. Let's get it going. Hashtag rip Ken Allen. (laughs) Hashtag rip Ken Allen. 24 years later. 23 years later. But um, yeah, thank you for listening. Check us out on Twitter. Five star review. Follow. And we will see you next week for another lovely episode We've of Nostalgia Bait. What are we talking about next time? We're talking about birthdays, aren't birthdays. we? Birthdays. Wow. Interesting. We'll see you for a nice bit. Maybe it's your birthday. So I make mean, sure it's, you tune in. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, true. So, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See you Goodbye. later. Hashtag Rip Ken Allen.